If you enjoy these podcasts, check out Enrico Signoretti's reports and blogs on gigaohm.com. They're about data storage and cloud computing, addressing all the topics covered in Voices in Data Storage. Welcome to a new episode of Voices in Data Storage, brought to you by Gigam. I'm your host, Enrico Signoretti, and today we will talk about multi-cloud data storage, cloud migrations, and how to avoid cloud silo. To help me with this task, I asked Sergey Kundarov, co-founder and CEO of Lexify.io, to join me for this episode. His company built what I define a multi-cloud data controller in one of my recent reports, a tool that allows end user to use a single front-end for multiple object stores with data placement that is ruled by a set of user-defined policies. This allows to create a, a level of uh, abstraction that brings more freedom of choice and flexibility while avoiding potential lock-ins. Hi, Sergey. Welcome to the show. Hi, Enrico, and thank you for inviting me. So let's start with a brief history of yourself and the company. Sure. Um, I started as a software engineer a number of years ago, and, they, and then grew up all the way up to the director of product management for a large international company in a storage space. At some point, me and my co-founders decided to create a, a company that would help enterprises to address modern cloud storages, specifically provider lock-in and challenges, migrating data between clouds, and um, um, solving basically multi-cloud storage challenges. Uh, We uh, start with a prototype uh, that we finished in 2016, uh, demonstrated it on one convention in Hong Kong to a number of customers, got positive feedback, and um, understood that uh, our uh, technological ideas uh, were feasible. Then it took us about one and a half years to to prepare uh, uh, the production uh, version of uh, of the software of the service, and we launched um, the product in the beginning of 2018, um, and had had been improving it uh, since then. Okay, very good. Uh, let me explain a little bit uh, multi data controllers to our uh, to our listeners. So they are important, I think, because uh, uh, there are at least uh, a couple of trends that uh, uh, we have to take into account today. So on one, uh, on one side, we, have, we are moving from a first phase of cloud adoption uh, with a single service provider strategy to hybrid and multi-cloud infrastructure. Okay, it's not always a strategy. I mean, sometimes there are contingencies or just solutions that we have chosen that are provided on different platforms. But again, this is something that is happening. Okay, and at the same time, uh, we see this competition between clouds. Okay, uh, cloud wars on services and prices. I mean, not not just uh, a lower dollar per gigabyte or a lower dollar per CPU cycle, but actually more in general the fact that these service providers are building a huge set of services, and sometimes one is better than the other. Okay, uh, I found uh, a lot of organization, for example, using a cloud provider for uh, the majority of the services that they need, but actually starting using another one because there is a specific workload or uh, application that works much better in another cloud. And they can save money, they can have results uh, quicker, and so on. So all this leads to a series of uh, you know issues, challenges. I, I mean, you want your data close to the application. So the dollar per gigabyte is now very low. So storing data in the cloud 
doesn't cost that much, but actually egress fees can kill you, okay? And latency uh, can kill you as well because, you know, if you have to access data that is uh, located remotely, you pay a lot of CPU just to wait to access the data. And um, uh, at the same time, it is true that uh, if we look at the reality, uh, many organizations, the vast majority of organizations probably, are still not multi-cloud or not even hybrid somehow. So they, they are uh, quickly becoming hybrid. So uh, they have a mixed infrastructure between the, the on-premises infrastructure and the cloud. And, uh, but multi-cloud also for these kind of guys is becoming uh, you know, very relevant. I mean, they are, uh, it is now in every conversation and they are thinking about it. Okay, so uh, Sergey, what, what do you think are the challenges for uh, for this uh, uh, type of organization? Do you agree with me on the introduction I made? Yeah, absolutely, Enrico. I agree with you. Um, and um, uh, multi-cloud deployments um, have a number of challenges. Uh, first of all, we are talking about enormous amounts of data. We are talking about hundreds of terabytes, um, dozens or sometimes hundreds of petabytes of data that needs to be managed. And it needs to be managed in multi-cloud env environments in the unified way. Uh, moving such amounts of data between clouds is not a simple task uh, because uh, even if we, if, we are, if we are talking about cloud native speeds, it may take quite a while. Uh, and don't forget about um, uh, error handling uh, and um, all the bad stuff that can happen um, in the process that also needs to be uh, properly managed. Um, another challenge uh, of multi-cloud storage is differences in APIs. So while uh, S3 API is de facto the standards, not all cloud providers offer S3 API out of the box. For example, um, Azure Blob Storage only has Azure Blob Storage API or Alibaba uh, Object Storage System, Alibaba OSS, uh, only has their own API. Uh, this also complicates uh, data and applications migration uh, between cloud and uh, situations where you want to distribute specific application across multiple clouds. Uh, but the biggest challenge in multi-cloud storage and data migration uh, is downtime, that uh, migration often uh, implies. Uh, the thing is that when you start to move or copy data from source to destination, uh, you usually is not able to stop changes to the destination. So uh, this way, at the time uh, when some data is already migrated, uh, sorry, uh, this way, uh, after the data had already been migrated, it might have been changed in the source, and such changes need to be synchronized later on. Um, the typical solution to this problem is running incremental synchronization, incremental migration, since the initial bulk and long migration already finishes. Uh, but Flexifier introduces a new innovative approach to this problem by allowing to combine multiple uh, cloud storages into a single virtual unified namespace that is seen to the application as a single um, storage that is just distributed between a number of clouds. So just to recap a little bit, um, the challenges are, you know, as always happens, size of the data. Okay, data has gravity, 
So it's very, very difficult to move uh, huge amounts of data between clouds. It takes time just because uh, there are uh, the physics of loads that are not uh, avoidable any, uh, in any way. So uh, the first problem is that if you move data uh, and you do it a copy, let's say uh, uh, that you need to move from... Uh, uh, Amazon to Azure for any reason, okay, there is no uh, no way that you get it uh, done in seconds if you have uh, a multi-petabyte environment, okay? The other thing is you don't want to stop your application while doing this data movement, okay? And, uh, and the second thing, once you have migrated your data, okay, there is uh, another issue that is... Uh, uh, probably the you know uh, a challenge on, on itself it's is the the fact that the the two clouds use totally different APIs okay they are not compatible at all so this uh, this means that uh, it's very complicated to to move not just the data but also the applications now okay and by providing this uh, abstraction layer okay you you write the application once and uh, you can do the migration on the backend. And of course, uh, no matter the quantity of data you migrate, you can do it uh, in, um, asynchronously in the backend because nobody uh, sees the, uh, a change in the front end, right? Is that uh, correct? Yeah, so those are basically three uh, main challenges. Um, it's data size, it's um, necessary downtime, and it's uh, differences in uh, APIs. So there is another aspect to this problem, okay? Because we talked about Amazon and Azure. We mentioned these two, but actually there are many other service providers and, of course, different APIs as well. Uh, the other thing is that you can have the same issue if you want to migrate from on-premises to the cloud, right? Again, S3 is a de facto standard also for on-premises installations, but... Uh, um, sometimes you can have uh, issues for scalability in the on-premises installation, or maybe you don't want to spend too much on your uh, internal infrastructure, okay? Or uh, expand not just the infrastructure, but the number of uh, workloads you support. So uh, you want to move data in the backend without uh, letting the application know, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely, Enrico. Um, uh, it's um, um, a lot of reasons why a company may want to add cloud, uh, public cloud, to their on-premise storage or to their private cloud. Uh, what we see as well is uh, the trend of data repatriation. So when the company already moved data to the cloud, but at some point uh, they realized that now there are um, a number of solutions that allow them to build, scale out object storage in their own private data center. Um, but here we talk not only about data migration. Uh, here the important point is um, that all this multi-cloud, a mix of hybrid cloud and multi-cloud um, data storage needs to be managed in the unified way and data migration between uh, private cloud and public cloud, between different public clouds must be seamless uh, for the applications. I totally agree with you. But there is uh, a couple of uh, 
important uh, characteristic that a multi-cloud controller must have. One of them, I think, it's uh, transparency. We are converting APIs, so we standardize on S3, for example. But then I want to be sure to access my data back if I need. I mean, if I build uh, uh, this abstraction layer and I'm writing on S3, on Amazon Blob Storage, and whatever else, I want to be sure that if I remove the abstraction layer, I can access my data back again. Yes, uh, absolutely. Uh, one of the uh, reasons why companies uh, deploy uh, uh, cloud storage controllers is uh, being able to avoid lock-in. It will be just very strange if uh, they just trade, lock-in to uh, cloud providers to lock-in to specific data controllers. That's why it's very important property of their data controller uh, not to have lock-in to itself. Um, at Flexify Your, uh, we uh, realized um, uh, transparent um, architecture uh, without changing uh, the content or metadata of the object when it's being stored to specific clouds. This way, it's always possible to change uh, from using uh, Flexify Your to using clouds directly. Of course, in this case, you lose functionality that Flexify Your provides on top of uh, cloud storage, uh, but you still have all your data in the cloud. You still have your original objects accessible directly through the cloud. So uh, what does it mean? Uh, does it mean that uh, you, uh, yes, translate the protocol, but you leave the data intact, okay, and I access concurrently the same data from uh, uh, within your application as well as directly, or do you need to maintain an index or uh, a database of the, uh, you know, joint bucket or whatever it is uh, to, to make it happen? Uh, that is a very important differentiator of Flexifier that we don't need to maintain any uh, database or any catalog of uh, user data. Uh, all the changes, um, uh, whether done through Flexifier or done directly to the uh, cloud storage, are instantaneously visible uh, to the application. And it's possible to uh, switch uh, Flexifier on and off to access clouds directly, access it through Flexifier, um, seeing the same uh, data. Such architecture also allows us to achieve uh, virtually unlimited scalability. Um, because our components, our engines, are stateless, so they work independently from each other, they don't need to, com to communicate to each other, uh, we can deploy as much of them as needed and in as many geographical regions as needed while keeping all the functionality, um, like in the smaller deployments. Okay, so you have a central uh, controller plane that somehow distributes the, the um, uh, policies, okay, but the, the single uh, front-end uh, access point is... Uh, uh, located close to the application in every cloud or on-premises, okay? And they work together, or, or maybe they don't even work together. They they just uh, uh, interact with the counterplane and give the end user the ability to access uh, uh, multi-clouds transparently. Uh, yes, uh, this is correct. Um, the, the component that actually handles uh, users' data, we call this component an engine. And our recommendation is to deploy engines as close to the data as possible, um, exactly to reduce the latency and eliminate egress traffic fees. 
um, our control plane is um, basically uh, a way to manage configurations of those engines in a centralized environment. Uh, the system can be deployed even without the control plane. This is basically the uh, utility that uh, simplifies uh, centralized management of a number of distributed engines. How do you manage scalability then? Can, can you have multiple instances of the of the engine in the in the same cloud accessing uh, the backend, so to parallelize operation, I mean. Yes, um, absolutely. Uh, because our engine's architecture is completely stateless, uh, we have unlimited scalability. And another differentiator of Flixfire is that this scalability can be used both in processing uh, application requests and migrating the data. Basically, we can split migration among a number of engines each of the, and each of the engines will migrate its own part of their uh, of their task uh, its own objects independently from all other engines uh, this way we can achieve really cloud native speeds um, like 40 and over 40 gigabits uh, per second uh, basically uh, the only limitations that we have uh, is uh, cloud storage uh, and cloud links itself Oh, interesting. So uh, the end user can instantiate uh, as many uh, of these engines as uh, he wants and then uh, uh, make operations in, in parallel, so move more data concurrently. Yes, um, uh, this is right. Um, uh, and it's property of cloud-native application uh, to be able to scale um, at any size. Uh, Flixfire is originally cloud native and it's um, originally designed to have um, unlimited scalability, um, fitting um, needs uh, of any. Uh, it, it's already designed to have an unlimited scalability, uh, fitting uh, demands of any size. What is the trade off in terms of latency by, uh, when I add this uh, layer? Um, well, uh, multi-cloud storage uh, becomes to make sense when we are talking about uh, large amounts of data, about hundreds of terabytes or petabytes of data. Um, at such scale, uh, managing a database with uh, objects or a catalog with objects uh, would be very challenging and would, would add um, uh, latency that most um, uh, customers most likely will not be able to tolerate. Our architecture entirely depends on the cloud storage. We see cloud storage as a database. So cloud storage already gives us a map between uh, object keys and object data. And we uh, utilize this idea in order to eliminate a need to manage uh, any kind of um, uh, database or catalog uh, on our own. Uh, this uh, design helps with latency uh, because uh, by combining data from multiple clouds, we in fact are able to deliver to a customer, to an application, uh, a version of the data or a copy of the object uh, from a cloud that has the um, the shortest latency uh, as compared to their um, application or engine uh, geographical location. I see. And one of the, the features that I liked the most during the demo of Flexify uh, was the fact that you can combine multiple buckets 
from different uh, providers in a single uh, view. Okay, so that the end user can uh, access the via S3 protocol uh, a bucket that actually is dispersed uh, on multiple clouds. Uh, and it is, you know, uh, somehow very useful if you want to consolidate your data uh, for an application that needs to access it all. Yes, uh, that is right. Uh, we see multi-cloud storage not only in terms of being able to manage data in the multiple clouds. We see multi-cloud storage as a layer that can transparently combine data from uh, whatever clouds or whatever cloud storage the buckets uh, attached to the solution. Um, uh, in, in fact, uh, when we are talking about multi-cloud management or multi-cloud data controller, uh, there are... Um, at least two planes. One is management plane that allows a user or an operator uh, to see some analytics, some statistics about um, uh, cloud storages. And uh, the second, uh, probably even the most important um, uh, plane is the data plane that actually allows to combine data from multiple cloud into the single unified storage. So you mentioned the... Um... AWS, S3, Azure Blob, and uh, because th these are the two most common uh, um, service provider, or these are the two most common services uh, in the enterprise space. Uh, do you support any other API or cloud? Uh, yes, we support most of the uh, public cloud providers currently on the market, uh, and we see some significant uh, interest with uh, digital ocean spaces um, or with Wasabi. Uh, some customers also look at uh, Google Cloud Storage and um, at Alibaba. The thing is that cloud storage market becomes really commoditized, uh, meaning intense competition and a lot of choice. And um, uh, data owners, enterprises that own the data, they like to have this choice. So they like to have the choice to uh, place their data uh, in a cloud, uh, whatever, private or public, uh, that fits their need for this data uh, uh, the best at this very moment. And wh where can I find the... Um your product, uh, you mentioned DigitalOcean, for example, uh, but uh, uh, all of the providers that we mentioned that they have a marketplace, for example, are you available on these marketplaces? Uh, yes, uh, we have um, community edition that is available on um, DigitalOcean and Azure marketplace um, currently. We are working on adding uh, our product to more marketplaces. Uh, but for uh, larger deployments, we recommend using our SaaS offering at Flexify.io uh, or uh, working uh, with us uh, for um, customized uh, uh, installation in uh, customer's own account or customer's own servers. Okay, so you mentioned the SaaS version of the product. Uh, does it mean the uh, user interface, the management uh, layer is hosted on... On a, on a cloud and you pay per, per use and then the engine is deployed in a virtual machine or, or in a EC2 instance or whatever and you can uh, have many of them. Uh, yeah, that is right. Um, SaaS version is the easiest for uh, for user to use. Um, all user need to do is to create an account, add storage and click migrate 
button. Uh, and uh, custom don't need to think about location of engines or um, any other architectural uh, issues. Uh, we just solve it for the customer. However, uh, at some point there are trust issues or um, there are uh, unique needs uh, where SaaS uh, would not be the best fit for this or that customer. In this case, we also support on-premise or uh, customer-owned installation. And for uh, smaller projects, when uh, uh, we don't need um, any kind of uh, scalability or being able to run distri distributed system, we also have uh, offering in uh, marketplaces. And how the pricing of the product works? We usually charge per uh, gigabyte for the SaaS solution. Uh, for marketplace offerings, uh, that is per hour price. And uh, uh, for on-premise installation or customer-owned installation, we are ready to sell perpetual licenses or subscriptions. Okay, so it's pretty flexible. Yeah, it's absolutely flexible. So uh, at the end of the day, the pricing model uh, looks very interesting for migration. Okay, that was the first... Uh, uh, use case that you mentioned at the beginning, right? Uh, yes. Uh, we see a number of requirements uh, for the complete multi-cloud storage solution. First of all, is being able to move data between clouds whenever a data owner needs to move data between clouds. Uh, the second one is being able to combine data from multiple clouds. That allows for true multi-cloud storage as well as eliminates downtime during migration. And uh, the third uh, requirement for multi-cloud storage solution uh, is to be able to transparently your API so that the customer will not need to change application code uh, whenever data or applications are being migrated to the cloud that doesn't support, let's say, a three API. Yes, in fact, at the end of the day, we are talking about uh, a very complex work. So at the beginning was migrating data to the cloud, then it's cloud to cloud, Sometimes it's cloud back to on-premises for data repatriation. So having a solution that uh, allows you to do all of it, okay, transparently, seamlessly, is now, I think, mandatory. Even for those customers that are not still thinking in a multi-cloud way, uh, you know, uh, I think they need to be aware of the existence of this kind of solution because they, they give... Uh, much more flexibility. And even if they are not ready to adopt it today, okay, we, we are, um, so if they use uh, standard APIs, it will be easier for them to put this uh, um, abstraction layer in the middle. Absolutely. Uh, it's uh, even more important to have flexibility rather than to uh, use this flexibility. So uh, even if the company, um, let's say using Amazon Web Services, is not thinking about, uh, even if the company that is using Amazon Web Services uh, is not planning uh, migrating somewhere else right now, it is always good to have uh, an option to migrate uh, whenever uh, the company deems necessary. Okay, this is fantastic. I uh, think it's time to wrap up the episode, but uh, maybe... Uh, we can give uh, a few links uh, uh, about uh, uh, Flexify.io and uh, maybe you, I don't know if you are on Twitter or on LinkedIn, but maybe some, somebody wants to continue the conversation uh, online. So, Sergey, uh, where 
where we can find uh, flexify.io i mean probably the name speaks for uh, itself and uh, where we can find you on the twitters or linkedin yeah you're absolutely right so that is flexify.io and on this web page you can find our twitter um, or linkedin uh, profiles uh, which is also flexify.io fantastic thank you very much for your time today and uh, talk to you soon bye bye if you enjoyed this episode of voices and data storage please check out the other ones Unstructured data management is the focus of a report Enrica wrote for GigaOM Research. To find out more about how data storage is evolving in the cloud era, download the single report or subscribe to GigaOM Research for future forward advice on data-driven technologies, operations, and business strategies.